far too often this this information is being transferred with Excel, PowerPoint, Word, you know, all these documents. And then the files, all these bunches of documents get stuck in some kind of online filing system and are kind of forgotten about. The process itself is inefficient because you've got these very highly paid knowledge workers, professionals, cutting and pasting data. Welcome to another episode of our Continuous Improvement for Life podcast. I am Rick Hyland with RLG International. Our purpose for these podcasts is to provide current and future C-suite leaders the mindset, skill set, and tool set to become leaders of continuous performance improvement. I'm very excited about today's topic. We're talking about work process improvement and automation for capital projects and turnarounds in particular, but work process and improvement in general as well. Uh, it's a two-part series today. The second part is going to be with our automation business partners at Appian, Ryan Byrne, and Glenn Healy, and I'll introduce them in a second. But today, in part one, our special guests are Bradford Sledge, a team leader with RLG International, and Craig Wines, a senior project manager with RLG. Bradford and Craig, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Rick. I'm out in beautiful, sunny Carlsbad, New Mexico. It's the latest hot spot in the oil field. It's uh, it's, it's a interesting place to be right now, but uh, loving the weather. Thank you. Welcome, Bradford. Craig? Yep. Uh, well, I wish we had your weather, <laughs> Bradford. Um, it's pouring rain here, and we're in the middle of a turnaround, so we're having fun and games. But all in all, it's going pretty well. And where are you, Craig? Over in Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, beautiful Toledo. All right. Welcome, gentlemen. Both Bradford and Craig are both very experienced RLG project managers. Uh, Bradford is a native Texan who has been with us for over 20 years, has an MBA from Wharton, and Craig is a native California whose background is mechanical engineering with an MBA as well and joined RLG over 10 years ago. Both of them have done implementations in various industries, um, but today we're going to focus a little bit about some of their latest work in upstream and downstream for better turnarounds and capital project effectiveness. I've asked them both to join me for a few minutes to comment on today's topic, work process improvement and automation. And Bradford and Craig, as you both know, our clients are asking us to change work cultures and engage the front line in order to deliver three specific results. First. Uh, our first promise is a step change in performance in what, uh, whatever task or area they're asking us to improve. The second is to simplify the work process, including simplification of paper flow, meetings, etc. So much uh, there's over initiatives, over meetings, so simplification is a big request. And then finally, the request is to make these changes sustainable. And so that's what makes today's topic so important. Um, so I've asked you both to join me so we can talk about how we're doing on these requests. And let me just ask two basic simple questions. First of all, what are we doing well in partnership with our clients on uh, work process improvement and automation? And what can we still do to improve the results, simplification, and sustainability of our work? So Bradford, can I start with you? What is going well and why? Yeah, Rick. Well, over the 20 years I've been doing this work, the really positive sign I've seen is that our clients have a much better understanding that their businesses are systems and that there's a lot of interplay between the different moving parts. For example, right now I'm working with a DNC team planning and delivering wells. You know, we can work on just optimizing the drilling operations, uh, but there's so much more than just the drilling program. Did the right information come from geology so that the drilling program anticipates the subsurface hazards? When we're done with drilling and fracking, are the facilities and commercial teams ready to pop the well? Going back to the very beginning of the process, are the reservoir and land teams aligned with the DNC teams to op help optimize well scheduling? 
there's a system at play here. And when, if I want to first start work, working with my clients, the different functions and departments, whatever you want to call them, uh, they often have a poor understanding of exactly what the other teams need from them, when they need it, how they need it delivered. And the positive sign I'm seeing now is that our clients see this problem, so they are asking us to solve the system problem, not just the execution cycle time problem. Excellent. Thanks, Bradford. And Craig, same question. From your perspective, where you spent the last many different turnarounds, what is going well regarding bottom line results, simplification, and sustainability? Yeah, thanks, Rick. I mean, the common opportunity I've seen over the last 17 turnarounds I've partnered with three refiners on is lack of visibility across the disciplines with respect to the status of the turnaround planning effort. While many companies are focusing on planning milestones, they have very little awareness of where they stand with respect to meeting these milestones. Developing metrics to create visibility and accountability creates leading indicators that leadership can use to allocate resources to support a smoother planning process. Use of these metrics helps avoid compression of the planning timeline and ensures a higher quality turnaround plan. I'll tell you the flip side I've seen is a lack of accountability uh, created by a lack of metrics leads to compression of the planning timeline and forces compromises and shortcuts, shortcuts excuse me, which are costly. I'm seeing more awareness by our clients of the need for leading indicators that communicate, communicate across the disciplines, operations, inspections, maintenance, to help ensure that the turnaround scope is developed in full view of all the stakeholders. Yeah, good points, gentlemen. Uh, the systems view and both the use of uh, better visibility through leading indicators is something all of our clients are getting better at. So thanks for those examples. And now the second question, as we look out three to five years, what will we be doing better for step change results, work simplification, and sustainability? Craig, let's start with you. I have the good fortune of being involved in an early scope development database tool at one client that markedly improved the communication with respect to scope development. We focused on challenging work scope into the turnaround, not removing the scope after the work list had been approved, and this avoided all the wasted energy into the planning process for the items that would have been in the work scope that were originally removed. There is no doubt the energy firms are moving towards database automation that creates the uniform repository for planning decisions, the documentation, and the metrics of the planning process. This movement is a response to compartmentalized planning efforts and documentation that obscure decisions and communications between engineering inspections and other disciplines. My current client has agreed to develop a comprehensive set of metrics to support their milestones so that they can incorporate these metrics in their automation planning. They get it and are moving forward to improve their performance. I really like that point, and I think a lot of companies are trying to figure out that next step on how removing scope uh, before it gets expensive and they plan it all and then try to reduce it afterwards, and automation can do that. Uh, great. Thank you. Bradford, uh, you've mostly been working lately and uh, to improve upstream capital efficiency, and looking three to five years out, what do you feel will be better in the areas of bottom line results, workflow simplicity? and sustainable practices and performance. Yeah, I'm with Craig on this one 100%. You know, when you look three to five years out, you've got to be thinking about the value of automation, especially kind of this database automation that he was talking about. Right now, there's so much wasted effort as well as lost value in the way many companies do their workflow. Again, using well planning as my example. From the time a target reservoir is identified until the time a set of wells are put in production, there's this transfer of information from one knowledge worker to another through the process. And far too often, this, this information is being transferred with Excel, PowerPoint, Word, document, you know, all these documents. And then the files, all these bunches of documents get stuck in some kind of online filing system and are kind of forgotten about. The process itself is inefficient because you've got these very highly paid knowledge workers, professionals, 
cutting and pasting data from you know one from PowerPoint into Excel or Excel into Word or whatever, and you know they lose stuff, errors are introduced, and also because they get stored in this random kind of storage system, the learnings around the planning that you learned when you were planning the well that gets lost as these files disappear into the O drive or SharePoint site. I'm sure the leading companies are going to be automating this process in the next few years. Great points, gentlemen. Let's take away the cut and paste. So Bradford and Craig, I really appreciate your insights that you shared with us today. Thanks for coming on and helping us talk through this topic. The next segment on this podcast is with Ryan Byrne and Glenn Healy with Appian. Appian is the automation company that we partner with to accomplish some of these automation opportunities that Bradford and Craig have talked about today. Let's hand it over to Ryan Byrne from Appian to continue this discussion. Hello and welcome to Appian Talks, where we bring together thought leaders to discuss digital transformation, innovation, disruption, and the technologies driving enterprise change. I'm your host, Ryan Byrne, and in today's episode, we're joined by Appian's Glenn Healy and special guest from RLG International, Rick Hyland, to talk about how automation can accelerate sustainable performance improvement in oil and gas. We'll discuss how RLG identifies areas to enable process improvement and the partnership with Appian's technology, allowing for the customer to accelerate the benefit. So a little bit about our guests. Glenn Healy's been with, with Appian for 10 years spent 20 years in process improvement, lives in Allen, Texas. He is a regional vice president within Appian and works with clients in the oil and gas sector. Rick Hyland has been with RLG International for 30 years, lives in Salt Lake City, has six kids and 13 grandkids. RLG is headquartered in Vancouver with offices in Houston, Aberdeen, Kazakhstan, and Perth, Australia. RLG's work is on-site performance improvement in oil and gas, aerospace, mining, forestry, and general manufacturing. Thank you both for joining us. Let's get started. We know the continuous improvement is a big focus and opportunity area across industries. Rick, tell us more about RLG's perspective on this and how performance improvement projects are executed. Hey, thanks, Ryan, and thanks for that introduction. And we are at RLG very excited about our partnership with Appian. And yeah, we uh, specialize in doing on-site performance improvement projects across the whole oil and gas specter, upstream, midstream, and downstream. And in these projects, there can be thousands of frontline people across operations, contracting companies, and suppliers. So getting everybody engaged and working in harmony is the challenge. RLG has found over the last 35 years that embedding performance coaches to collaborate with frontline teams leads to better productivity and overall performance. Innovation, innovative ideas and solutions can come from these events at every level of the organization, and listening to and engaging employees effectively can result in a step change in operational performance. So Rick, where can automation improve complex projects? Let's first look at downstream with turnarounds or shutdowns in a manufacturing and maintenance environment. Good question. You know, this industry is so good at uh, equipment and technology automation you know, fracking, horizontal drilling, crack uh, uh, distillations, they've done an awesome job. Uh, and even getting better at some of the data analytics and real-time data centers. But as far as work process improvement or work process automation, there's a big opportunity for improvement. And you hear some of the CEOs talk about it in the downstream and chemical sector, but we've got a long way to go especially around the critical information that is tracked on spreadsheets or even paper. 
there's a lot of room to help this industry automate work processes in order to save time, energy, and cost. So, Glenn, what is your perspective around where technology can help with these time-consuming processes and also getting access to data? Good question. Thanks, Ryan. Um, as organizations have grown, their technology uh, have been separated really into silos, what I like to refer to as the accidental architecture. What I'm referring to is applications that support operations and others for maintenance and others for procurement and finance has theirs as well. And the challenge is the core business processes go across those departments. And it presents a challenge because these systems aren't unified. Uh, so it's the white space that uh, tends, things tend to fall down or get lost. Um, additionally, there's a lot of paper tracking or collaborating still via email and phone calls. You can't see who's doing what, who's working on what, uh, as well as the important uh, after the fact of what lessons have been learned from previous experiences around turnarounds or maintenance or inspections. Um, this causes a lack of visibility, a lack of control, and a lack of agility, which is so important to uh, the continuous process improvement that they're striving for, that provide a centralized platform for project intelligence throughout the projects and their completions. This is increases the organization's competency and helps contractors get up to speed quickly and it automates the turnaround tasks, leading to other better collaboration with audit history, reducing non-productive time, and helping meet the forecast with real-time access to performance and task completion data. So in the end, really getting a view of who's doing what, the time it's taking, and where those bottlenecks are that you can improve um, your performance in those areas. Well, that sounds really critical and really complex. So uh, speaking of that, so Rick, what are some uh, upstream examples for you out in the field? Well, let me give you two examples, Ryan, if I could. One, the downstream example, and Glenn is alluding to it, that we have pilots out in the field uh, together, uh, uh, and then also an upstream example. But typically in the downstream in CAM, during shutdowns, our clients have to go out to the field during a shutdown and verify what work has been completed. And sometimes this is still done on a piece of paper. They have to come back, enter into the computer on Primavera P6, and this still takes a lot of time and commitment, this kind of update, and is a lot of non-productive time for employees and contractors. So I see some of the pilots that we're doing and that Glenn alluded to as being able to automate that work, uh, iPad automation out in the field so that this is you know real time and it can allow them to make uh, decisions and updates a lot quicker. And the upstream, you know, we're also working in the shale ENP companies and working with their people and processes to create step change in performance. One recent example in the Bakken, where we have performance coaching working on drilling and completion to improve schedule and cost performance, we achieved over 25%, but there's still people uh, using paper or simple spreadsheets to track you know, where the rig goes, completions, uh, even on the operations uh, side where um, rounds are done or visits are done, it's still being done on simple spreadsheets and, and um, paper in some instances. So these are all the type of automation of work processes that could really make our clients, uh, frontline employees and managers, a lot, their life a lot more easier, more consistent, and less time-consuming for the employee, and ultimately schedule and cost improvement for the company. So Glenn? Speaking of some of those examples that Rick shared, are there any examples that you have of how clients in downstream and upstream uh, environment have leveraged process automation to improve outcomes? Yeah, you bet. There, there's there's many, and uh, I'll give you one example. Uh, a leading oil field service company 
which is using Appian to manage and centralize the preparation for their jobs. And these jobs go from the drilling to the cementing to the completions, um, which each of those areas really require a great deal of planning and design to execute, and all the while being able to track their KPIs, both those of KPIs they have internally as well as the KPIs that they have with their customers that they're performing the services for. Um, the application allows them to really consolidate and unify the existing systems they have and digitize these processes. So it's allowing them to schedule the right tools at the right time for the right jobs. Um, the clients can track the process of the tools being requested, assign them to projects, return them for maintenance, for repair. And by having one integrated system, this saves time and improves the customer service ultimately and in pursuit, excuse me, improves the percentage of productive time for assets, uh, particularly those used in the drilling and completion stages. Perfect. Thank you for that. And then, Glenn, do you have an example within Downstream? Yeah, similar to um, what Rick had uh, referred to, you know, we have uh, a very large refinery that's using the, the technology within the turnaround shutdown processes, and they've documented uh, approximately $35 million savings uh, with a turnaround with each of the seven refineries that they're operating across. And they were able to do this by using the technology to enable them to automate the paper-based tasks and processes, improve the data access uh, in real time, and be able to optimize those resource allocations, the inspections, the schedules. Um, previously, before Appian, they would print everything on paper you know, for the contractors. So as they shut down uh, for the turnaround, these contractors may have a thousand different tasks at a time to complete in a very short period of time. You know, and these are crews working 24 hours around the clock, so it's you know, different crews, maybe three crews perhaps working. And it's really difficult to then manage paper and tasks um, when in we can actually digitize that and in real time um, provide them visibility to who's working on what task, which ones have been completed, as well as even interject into the plan that may have been created to realize that, an example, here's a bad well, this wasn't part of the plan, I need to stop and I need to go request a work order, and that work order has to be reviewed, approved, um, and at the same time updating the plan. So if you can do this all in real time, just think about how more accurate they can become with the, their, their plans around uh, the shutdown and maintenance that they're providing. So it's a really strong example where it really changed how they did their work um, and enabled those that are in the field, they're actually not even employees but yet contractors, the ability to have these tasks as well as the ability to complete these tasks right there uh, from, say, a mobile device rather than going back, completing it on paper and later entering into a computer system when they get to the tent, uh, as an example. Hey, Ryan, if I could just jump in there. It's Rick. Uh, you know, what I'm – and I love that example, Glenn – what our clients are asking us, particularly in this industry, is three things. One, um, if you support and help us create step change, create a bottom line improvement, help us move forward and add value. Two, make it sustainable. Make it so that once the coach or the project manager is left, that we can actually continue this on our own. And three, simplicity. There is uh, so much complexity of work process out there and so many initiatives going on that those are the big three requests from our clients, sustainability, step change, and simplicity. And I think the combination of uh, great leadership from our clients, great coaching and project management from RLG, and then Appian's automated work process is exactly the recipe to deliver those three requests from our clients around simplicity, step change, and sustainability. So 
Uh, I'm grateful for this partnership and grateful for this chance to talk about it, but it's really in service for those three needs that our clients are asking for. Absolutely. You said it really well around the needs of the industry along with uh, kind of how they're delighting their customers and making them improve the, the way they go about work and, what, and how they take action. Um, again, the, the common themes I hear uh, frequently is around, one, automate and optimize as much as possible to reduce cost and improve safety. And then secondarily is give visibility to data so we can make more informed decisions faster. So I think those go right in line with, with everything that you're seeing as well on the, on the RLG side. So really, I do want to say thank you to Rick and Glenn for both taking some time out of your day to, to share these insights with us. Uh, this has given us some excellent perspective on how operational effectiveness can be improved through a combination of performance coaching and automation technology. To those listening in, we hope you found this discussion valuable. To stay up to speed with us and learn more about the state of automation and disruption across the energy and oil and gas industries, visit appian.com energy or follow us on Twitter at Appian, and that's A-P-P-I-A-N. Or for further insights from Rick Hyland, you can follow his podcast on iTunes under CI for Life. That's CI, just like continuous improvement, the number four, life. Or on YouTube under Rick Hyland, and Hyland is H-E-Y-L-A-N-D. We appreciate you listening in to the Appian Talks podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. Take care. <music>